Stories at time and space. I'm your regular host, Scott Weatherly, and uh, I am being instructed by them, they, to uh, talk to you this evening on this podcast. Uh, and as always, though, I am joined by my co-host, Julian Darius. Julian, how are you doing? You okay? Well, I, I'm used to being controlled by unseen faces, um, <laughs> but I, I do want to state for the record, I have never masturbated in my life. <laughs> on video or just in general? <laughs> Just in general, uh, you know, uh, the the devil resides in my penis, and I I don't go anywhere near there. No, well, that's uh, the devil residing there. Probably is a problem. I think we need to get an exorcism on the book soon. Um, anyway, we are talking about the third. I, episode. I'd like to go to a Catholic priest and tell them <laughs> I need my penis exercised. Let's just see what he says. Oh, they'd welcome you in with open arms. I'm sure. Um, anyway, we are talking about the third episode of uh, Black Mirror season three. Um, we're talking about shut up and dance. Uh, when a withdrawn Kenny stumbles headlong into an online trap, he is quickly forced into an uneasy alliance with shitty or shifty Hector, both at the mercy of persons unknown. They have to do a series of tasks that result in a final confrontation. Um, so yeah, so Julian, what's your initial thoughts then on shut up and dance? Well, I think this is the best of the first three to me. Mm. Um, you know, it still has problems. and But then again, seasons one and two had the same kind of levels of problems. Um, but again, this is at least entertaining. Um, and I do like the idea of people sort of being controlled by their cell phones, by this sort of using malware to kind of blackmail people, mm. which is all too real these days. What are your thoughts? Yeah, no, this felt like um stepping back into the sort of the channel for gritty griminess of the of those ones and i like this much more like this actually had me not only did it have me sort of feeling for the characters like the reveal when it's revealed like who and what they are or what they were caught doing um is a bit of a gut punch because you're just like oh my god like this is kind of tough and then the ending yeah, th- this one actually sort of played with me a bit, like, a bit more. Like this one was really, I was, I was interested in this one mainly because, as well, the technology in this, the, the, this, the the Black Mirror technology in this is, as you said, real. To be perfectly honest, like you know, this is all m- more than possible, really, these days. Um, so yeah, no, this one, this one was really interesting to me. I thought this one was kind of, it's, it's, I enjoyed this one a lot. Well, it's interesting. I actually know somebody who was blackmailed uh, for having had an affair. Um, and the blackmailer wound up revealing it to his <laughs> wife anyway. Um, but yeah, I mean, there is this whole kind of, before we get into like the entertaining story of it all, and it mm. is entertaining. And part of it is the mystery of like, what's the real agenda? What's going to be asked for next? All of which works. Um 
you know, is this sort of overarching sexual um, puritanism that underlies this episode, right? Mm. Of sort of, you know, so much of, we don't know for sure what everybody's done to be blackmailed, but, um, you know, as far as we know, until the end, um, the main character has basically just masturbated on screen and he's a shy teenager. Mm. And then we meet a guy who, you know, had an affair with a prostitute, you know, when he was bored and on the road or whatever. And, you know, there is this kind of um, way in which the, you know, puritanism of our two societies uh, has. Now, in France, everybody would be like, what is a big deal? My wife knows that she's on her all the time. It makes me a man. Yeah, it is. It is interesting. I mean, like you say, the first part, I like the fact that they, one of the things is they play out the characters. Because um, it is, you get to a point in this where you are a bit like, yeah, it's not the end of the world. Like what you've done is, is you know, like you say, you've you've been caught, you know, masturbating to pornography on your, you know, it's on your laptop. And the other guy's like, I was, I was meeting a prostitute and I don't want my wife to find out. And both your cases, you're a bit like, yeah, it's going to be embarrassing and it's really shitty. But like, you know, if you if you meet a prostitute, then maybe you need to sit down and talk with your wife. And this could actually be, and you know, for you to go to therapy with her and have to sort out the you know the couple relationship or whatever. Or and being caught having a wank, like is it even like the uh, Hector, the played by Jerome uh, Flynn, calls out? It's like it's not the end of the world, mate. Like everybody does it. Like you know, you've just been caught in this situation. That's not great. Um. So you are a little bit like, oh, this feels a little bit like the stakes don't feel that high. You know, so it is a bit weird when you're like, when it gets like the bank robbery and they're both like, that's the point when you're like, um, how, how, what, you know, how, you'd rather rob a bank than have a picture of your, <laughs> you know, you rubbing one out on the internet. Like this, that's where my suspicions are like, all right, there's something more to this. Like this doesn't fit because, but they play Kenny up really well in the fact that he is clearly sort of like he's bullied at work, he is put down upon, he's very shy, he's you know, he's he's, he's over with his parents. So there is that thing of like you know, oh, he, this would be mortifying to him. But yeah, I don't know. It's the way that this one builds, um, and then gets that final reveal. It just works for me. Like this, this you know, that kind of works really well. Well, I, I just want to point out everybody under like 23 listening to this is like, oh, yeah, there are multiple videos of me masturbating that are available on people's cell phones. Yeah. You know, yeah. like we live in an dick era picks, where dick pics galore. Oh. <laughs> I mean, if, if you talk to, to women on dating apps, they're like, I've got a collection, you know, yeah. like a collage, as it were. Like, a, yeah. Yeah. I don't understand that. I may be more like, Kenny, that I want to admit in that in that respect. I think we're from a different uh, generation. Ooh. I think that's the sort. Of... <laughs> yeah, but... yeah, but I mean, I, you know, for a while, you really relate to him in terms of somebody who's shy at that age, mm. right? Of like, oh my god, like in my social circle, they're going to mock me, they're going to tease me, you know. Um, and there is a kind of shame there um, that I that I relate to, unfortunately. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, yeah, it's, it's it plays that sort of like you said that puritanical sort of thing of like you know, 
being caught is almost the, is the sin, isn't it? Not doing it, mm. you know, it's the being caught that is the sin. That's the problem. Um, and that's the sort of bit he's more embarrassed about. And, and the same for um, Hector. Like, it's played up that it's a bit like, look, I wanted to just revisit my time as a as a younger man. I wanted to have a young, you know, a younger woman. Like he's, you know, I think at this point, Jeremy Flynn's probably in his, like his mid to late forties, and he's like, look, I just wanted a young, you know, younger woman. Like, so I was going for a sex worker. But if this gets out, like I'm sort of done for. Um, you know, she'll take the kids, and he's all about being in the family and all this other stuff. And so, it's interesting, like you say, that again, it's not so much the act it's the being caught that seems to be the thing isn't it sort of like if they both got away with it then there'd be no problem but it's this it's the, it's the being caught until we get to the end and what i want to talk about that sort of slightly differently mm-hmm. um but this this thing of being shamed and blackmailed into doing the tasks the escalation what are your thoughts about the way it escalates though sort of like um you know, you said you sort of like had some of the problems of, of past episodes. What sort of things were you thinking around that? Well, mostly, mostly that, um, you know, I mean, like the time thing, it's all, it's all timed and they all kind mm. of do it, but, but also everybody just complies with this. And, you know, I mean, you know, I get it. We get, we could talk about sort of that revelation at the end later. I don't know that I buy it, but, you know, again, it's sort of like, all right, well, if my wife finds out that I hadn't, you know, I went to a 20 year old prostitute, that's not good. Right. <laughs> you know, but that doesn't necessarily mean the end of a relationship. If it does, you have bigger underlying problems. problems. Than maybe you do. Yeah. But, um, but remember, you know, this is the thing that like I say with Hector, this is one that's interesting. He's not so bothered about losing his wife. It's, it's losing kid. the kids, and that's where I was, that's right. the thing. So that's where I was like, where like, because you say like there's bigger problems. I'm like, oh no, like it clearly states, like it explains, like they have bigger problems. But it's not about him losing his wife. He's kind of like, oh, she'll be at the door, but she'll take the kids with her. That's the sort of the the kicker. Yeah, no, and you're right. I I guess I just sort of feel like, you know, it has a little bit of that kind of like video gamey. I can command people to do anything with mm. this blackmail app, and it sort of presumes that people will comply with it. And I think that once you get to like a bank robbery, I don't think anyone's complying with a bank robbery. I don't think. Any, no, I know, agree with that. I, yeah. I don't believe anyone's going to do that um, for anything. Um, you know, I, I just, you know, it, that's got to be like you murdering people on tape or something before you're going into a bank and committing a robbery. Um, especially with that shitty like glasses, like that's not a disguise. That disguise you know? is that disguise is so bad. <laughs> when he's like, oh, yeah, it'd be even better if he just pulled out and was like, I've got something better. Like another scarf wrapped around his face mm. or something. Um, yeah, the disguise is so bad. Or <laughs> the sort of obscure his face. Um No, that's the, that is the point I agree. Like the timing thing, because there's there's one point where he sort of he's got to be somewhere in 45 minutes, and it says it's gonna take him 57. But he still makes it, and he seems to make it comfortably mm-hmm. uh, on his bike. And so I was a bit like, okay, yeah, well, you're right. You know, that's a bit. That's twelve minutes. That's not when you're on your bike. That's not a small amount of time percentage wise. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. um, 
So I was curious about that. But yeah, and the, there is this thing around the GPS, which we know is available now, but like, you know, this thing of them when the woman gets in the car at the petrol station and she's like, oh, I just, mm-hmm. I'm just down here towards the train station. Um, and um, the, uh, yeah, the, the people, the, the people, we know you're going the wrong way, turn around, turn around. And yet he still manages to make up the time to get to the field at the end. Like, you know, yeah, so there's, I agree with that, that the timeline for some of these things, like it's all a little bit too, again, straightforward. Like it's a bit easy um, that they make it, Like there should actually be a, there should be a conversation. Like you should be like, look, take a photo of her and be like, we've got a problem. Mm-hmm. Give us an extra 10 minutes, like, give us 10 minutes for this to, you know, to, to, to happen. Yeah. Yeah, um, no, exactly. Well, and also, you know, the entire premise of the episode is based on basically, as far as we know, there's a hundred percent compliance with this. I mean, even in like the the microm experiments and stuff, there were outsiders who didn't fully comply, right? So mm. I I mean there would be a range of reactions to this, and there would be points like the bank robbery, I mean, it where people would say no. But in the world of this episode, everybody complies with everything. Yeah. So why would you put the woman in your car and give her a ride? I mean, you know, they sort of try to come up with excuse and then they they don't. But when it's when you're getting the messages turn around, you'd say, you you know, they're, why don't they suddenly comply there? Um, it, you know, it, it's this kind of like, you know, sort of Brooker world that's maybe a little cynical about human nature and is just like, well, oh yeah, people are really easily blackmailed. Yeah. Oh no, no. Again, like this is um, one of those things I think, and uh, I throw, I'll throw another issue in as well. In that sense uh-huh. of that, the, the, I think Brooker sometimes have with the incompetence of police. So they drive past the silver car that they're in, the estate car that they're in. Mm. Yet it would have been spotted outside the bank. So I'm pretty sure the bank would have had. Um, cameras facing out onto the road from that. So even if they initially went past it, um, they would have been like on the lookout for a, a, a Volvo estate, right? So they'd have been lookout. And then there'd have been reports of Volvo estate, estate driving erratically around so-and-so roads. Yeah. <laughs> um, the police should have been all over them by that point. Like, um, yeah, the fact that, the, like I say, everything in this feels so sort of compliant, but also so easy. Like, the bank robbery doesn't feel like it's a challenge to get away from. Do you know what I mean? Like, they, they just sort of do it, yeah. and then it's like, oh, it happens. We drive away. <clears throat> um, but there's no it's really easy away. to rob a bank. Oh, yeah. And the, the cashier complies. They get the cash. They get in the car. They drive away. They stop at traffic lights. The police go past, and they're fine. Like, you know, we don't want to draw attention to ourselves other than the fact that people have seen this car. Well, there'll be witnesses that see the grey vehicle. There'll be cameras. Like it's, it's this. You have to give it these 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 things, don't you? But unfortunately, like I say, with this world, um, you're right. It's too easy. Well, I mean, so these are two different categories of things. I mean, you're talking about like practical things, and you mm-hmm. know, which is like the time, the time you know, being able to make those different times. And then why has this car not been stopped? Uh, And then there's this kind of category of the human nature question. Uh, Is this realistic psychologically? Um, And, you know, what what I would also add to that is at one point, two characters fight to the death. 
<laughs> like, like, and and it doesn't show it because, like, here you have the limitations of the Netflix budget, yeah. right? Like, choreographing that is difficult. Eh, that's not. But uh, I'm a little annoyed by that, but not too much. But again, you're willing to rob a bank. You're willing to fight to the death. This is not my view of human nature. Most people, I mean, look, we know most soldiers in combat, they have to be trained to fire at the enemy mm. and not just fire in the air or in the general direction because it's not fun killing people. You know, like you have to override a human instinct not to do this. I mean, to fight to the death to preserve your footage from going out. How bad is that footage? Well, th- 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 let's get to this. There are two things that I want to sort of to highlight because you're right about the, the human condition. Uh, firstly, I want to throw in a um, a fix. I know I do this a lot, so let's throw in a fix. Mm-hmm. The beginning of the episode has him working in some kitchen somewhere, in some sort of restaurant or whatever it is, right? Have them watching the news and some person has been outed via blackmail as... Um, I don't know, whatever, whether it be a pedophile, whether it be um, fleecing a company for money, for a pension or something like that, right? Information was dropped online by an unknown individual that has, um, you know, and -and so-and-so is now in custody for these crimes, okay? So you know that this person is willing to do So, you know, then that can be used as a, you saw so-and-so, you know we're willing to release the information. Right. You don't need mm-hmm. to see the person. You just right. know there's a consequence. Somebody else has already been impacted. So, oh, shit, they are serious. So I need to comply. That's the first thing I'll sort of, throw that in so that you know the stakes for this person. Um, the other thing as well is, like you say, there's a turning point with regards to human nature. There's a turning point for Kenny. Kenny tried to kill himself. And then... And then it, the gun's not loaded or whatever. And so, mm-hmm. and so it doesn't basically. Um, and, but then kills the other person to live. So w- w- why? Mm-hmm. Why not just have it where yeah. Kenny's like, yeah, I, uh, kill me. I've had enough. Yeah. I, I can't go any further. Like I've done, this is too much. Yeah. That's know, a it, very good point. No, that's an excellent point. And and I sort of assume in my sort of headcanon, once you're being attacked, the urge to defend yourself starts it kicks and, in. you know, right. And that's what I assume. But because we're not shown that fight, that's just Julian's imagination. There's no actual hmm. support for that. And so, you know, you're entirely correct. And And that could be avoided. And I sort of feel like that was shot and it just looked terrible. Yeah. And they didn't put it in. Just, it's just, two, it's just two sort of guys shuffling around in the, tr- in the, in the, in the leaves. Yeah. I, yeah. I can imagine that being the case, but they looked at the dailies and were just like, we can't show this. This looks awful. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's kind of my guess. But I mean, I could, I can easily imagine the fix for that. Right. Um, but no, you're entirely correct. That'd be more I of mean, an interesting ending. That'd be an interesting, the police turn up to find that you've got the uh, the other guy that's that was already there, the guy with the drone, has pummeled Kenny to death. And they're like, right, we need to figure this out. Because like now the guy that robbed a bank is dead. Mm. And, um, you know, 
we've taken he's he was he was robbed or there's, but there's this drone that we don't you know like where's the feed going all this other stuff like I want the police to be a bit confused or something at the end but well a couple points there you know I I was going to back up and say like the other thing about everyone complying with the blackmail is you never know whether a blackmailer is going to release it anyway yeah um and you know I find myself thinking of um. Who's the the Amazon CEO? Um, Jeff Bezos. Who was blackmailed? Bezos, right? And Bezos was blackmailed, and mm. he outed himself. Now you know he's got the money to, you know, got that yeah. money, right? But still, I mean, he took an ethical stand, and you know, basically destroyed his marriage in the process. But um, no, that's the right thing, and I think that I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm an American, but I have a little bit of a sort of like. I will not negotiate with terrorists. Like, no, you don't get to to blackmail me. Like, I will out myself. I am not doing this. Yeah. Um, well, the thing is, this is this is where, and again, like you say, this is where we take a stance on the the final sort of reveal. Well, there's the mm-hmm. reveal of the black. All the blackmail is released anyway, and you see the consequences mm-hmm. of that. Um, but which they could have, like nobody, they could have predicted, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what what you find out is that the two guys that are, so it's, it's been orchestrated so that there are two people that um, have been left to fight to the death in this wood. Now, every, everyone else involved in this, like you, you see a woman in a hooded top at the beginning. She was a CEO that was that was laundering or was basically sort of was it pilfering money? Um, forget the what's the phrase for that? Um, uh. Stealing money from her own company. Embezzlement. Anyway. Embezzlement, thank you. So she's caught for embezzling. You have Hector, who was caught sort of trying to meet with a younger prostitute. Um, and, you know, so there's those. But the two that have got a fight have both been caught involved in um, paedophilic activity. So, like, Kenny was looking at pictures of young... You don't know how young, he just... It's never actually said, but pictures of young people. And the other guy acknowledges the same. So it's almost like this is almost like that to catch a predator kind of thing where they've been orchestrated to fight yeah. each other out because that that's the ultimate sin. That's the ultimate sort of like uh, they are uh, pedophiles and they are to sort of like to be put to death. Fine. All right. Um, I, I get that. And I understand that as being the ultimate sin. And I'm not, I'm not, you know, kind of, I think I, you know, again, I'm, I'm a father and I agree that this is, you know, Terrible activity, and you know the people have these urges. They sort of, you know, I'm saying pop to death, but they, you know, they need help and they need some sort of, you know, you can get this chemical castration and all this other stuff, right? But again, there's this thing where you get these two guys, and he's like, right, we've got to, one of us has got to kill the other one, or this evidence goes out. And again, in my head, I'm sort of going, you are, you own child pornography, or you are masturbating child pornography. That's a criminal offense. Mm. You're going to go to prison, right? And it's dangerous. You're going to go to prison. You might get a kick in prison. But if you kill someone, <laughs> you have murdered right. a person. You've sort of again, like you, you've gone. You've now added to your ante that if you get caught, like you're done for. Like that's a point where really, like you're right. Those two people should really go. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, this yeah. makes things worse for both of us. Like I could be outed, but yeah, I'm good, and it's terrible, and no one will talk to me, and I will have to go to prison and stuff. But I won't have killed a person. 
Right. Yeah. Like realistically, what happens to you is you if you're caught with child pornography, at least in the States, is you go to jail for a little while. You know, it's embarrassing. You lose your friends and stuff. And then you're out and you're on a registry, you know, yeah. and you have trouble getting a job. OK, that's a lot better than being caught for murder. <laughs> like, yeah, that's it. Child pornography anyway, because they're going to go to your house and get your laptop. You know, like, yeah, you're going to be caught anyway now. So uh, it, it's. This is the point where the stakes don't add up, where I'm like, all right, so I'm going to be caught anyway because of everything I've done. I've just robbed a bank. So I'm all, I'm, you know, I'm pretty sure they're going to figure that out. Um, this other guy has got a hold of this drone, and I'm pretty sure he will have done other things to have got, come to this point as well because the, the, the point is of humiliation. So I'm like, yeah, so why would, we, why would we kill each other? Like, There's no protection to be had here. Plus, you probably figure there's a 50% chance they drop the the reveal anyway, even if you do kill the guy. Well, um, can, I, can I say the other thing? Yeah, because also they are recording. They have a drone. They record the yeah. fight. So they have video evidence of him killing this other person. Yes, yes, yes. Right. So, now, you know, if you think you were in a tough spot before being blackmailed for child porn, now you're being blackmailed for that and straight up killing a guy. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, the ending well, kind of feels a bit odd, but well, so let's back up a second. You said that in that scene with the two of them, as they're about to fight, you find out that you finally find out that this main character who you have sympathized with because yeah, yeah. as far as we know, he's just masturbating. Um, he actually has, you know, looked at child pornography too. That is not clear to me. And 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 help me, you know, I mean, I, I have little doubt you understand this better than I do. Um, I, you know, when they are fighting, it is his opponent who says, you know, I, you know, just, you know, was masturbating or I looked at some pictures and, you know, the main character says me too. And he says, you know, they were they were young, and we don't get confirmation. No, so yeah, it's, it's the way that they react. So I think this, the, you're right. There's no one says, hundred percent. That's what I was doing. And I also, mm-hmm. but I, I personally think that's a rating thing. I think that Netflix are having to sort of walk a bit of a line with the way that they talk about this. But the 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 the, the guy that is there with the drone when he when he turns up, um, says. Um, um yeah that they were caught um well he was caught with the photos basically that was that's yeah. his thing um and it, it, they sort of Kenny's reaction is that thing he's all, he's, he's he's pulling onto himself isn't he he's, he's trying to sort of almost like curl up in a bulb whilst being stood up and he's he's tearing up mm. and he's terrified and he keeps sort of nodding at things and he's he's in the you can tell that the guy's reading him and going like all right and he says, like, you look at big, and he sort of nods, and then he says, "How young were they?" Is that is what he asks yeah. him? And Kenny is, it almost not so it kills him, but it's the thing that pushes him over the edge, because it's at mm. that point when he pulls out the gun, and he's just like, he knows that what he's done is wrong, and and you know that it's like you know he's going to be found out, and all this other stuff. Like, it's that to me, it's not so much someone saying, "Oh yes, I was looking mm-hmm. at da 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 da," it's the reaction is like being confronted with even someone suggesting and, uh, and having been able to sort of like meet him and say, you and I are the same and I know what you've done and you know what I've done really sort of like almost makes it real for Kenny. 
Like up mm-hmm. until this point, like the act that kicks all this off, like him being caught uh, masturbating to the child pornography, is uh, is is horrific, and he, he's he's upset by it, and he feels again. It's that thing of being caught, isn't it? This is the thing. That's what I'm saying. Like, for, I still think up until this point, if they were to say we will never release this thing, mm-hmm. Kenny would be upset, but he'd walk away. All right. But there's this thing of being confronted by someone who is the same and has done the same mm. thing that almost pushes Kenny to a point of like, oh my God, I am what, you know, I am I'm not danger. I don't know how to say it, but like, he recognizes it in this thing of this moment that like these urges and everything he has are wrong. And, and this, you know, like it, it repulses him even more because he's looking at another person that does it as well. Okay. So, so, like in in your description, the other person confesses and basically assumes, you know, Kenny yes. has looked at child pornography, and probably what the script calls for is Kenny to have a moment of horror and realization that the audience knows that's a true statement, mm. and then Kenny puts a gun at himself. Yeah, um, it needs okay. a little more. I, mean, I agree with that. It needs a little bit more. Maybe a line of dialogue okay. from one. So of you know, we're, we're going to get in to sensitive territory. Um, I I have been in group therapy with uh, people who ha- have done stuff like that. Mm. Um, the worst, in the worst case, I had an act of, I had a feeling of strong revulsion in myself and I had an inexplicable desire to kill that person. Mm. You know, to just be like really angry at that person to the point of, Partially because they were kind of covering it up in their language and stuff, and I didn't think being dancing around the issue should. Yeah, but um, you know, and it wasn't exactly this this crime, but you know, similar enough. Um, so I sort of feel like his reaction because it's not said, it didn't work for me. So because it's not said, I sort of feel like felt like that reaction shot is was I identified it as sort of my revulsion of like. Oh, you know, like I masturbated, but I'm like up against this guy who did this thing that I feel revolted by rather than revolted in myself. So to me, it's kind of surprise. And it and it has every time I've watched this episode, it's been time between. So I've kind of forgotten this. Mm. And every time I watch it, when you get to the end and his family is reacting to the fact that it really is child pornography, I'm shocked by that. Uh, mm. You know, so that to me is the when his mum calls and she's like, "Yeah, what you were doing?" It was she said, "Is it like what? What were you? What have you done, Kenny? They're only children, or something like that, or yeah. pictures of children." Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, "What? What? Yeah. You know, that's news to me." Um, so I sort of, you know, it is possible to read that in a different way, and I kind of saw it as revulsion. Uh, uh, what the guy is, con- his antagonist is confessing to versus yeah you're right you're right it's meant to be read the way you're reading it yeah i think the the thing you get almost a hint of it earlier in the episode um because the is when he and hector are talking about it or mostly hector and he sort of tells him what he does he never he he sort of stops himself Mm. he says that what he was doing and then he sort of Mm -hmm. stops and then hector sort of takes over and going that's not so bad like you said you know dick picks galore across the world it's it's you know what I mean, and so he, he stops himself. It's highlighting that problem, so yeah. you know that it. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, 
you know, it's also true that, I mean, you were talking as a father. It's also true that speaking socially, I think the stigma, you know, despite my personal reaction in that in that instance that I was narrating, I think the stigma against child pornography and and this kind of attraction is sometimes damaging. Um, and I think that there are people who who have that desire, which I don't but who have that desire, who might want to get help, might want to get treatment, mm. and who don't dare reach out for it because it is such a stigma that somebody would put a gun to their face, right? Yeah, even confessing discovered. Yeah, yeah. Right. And, and, I, and I tend to feel that while obviously I have no sympathy for the Catholic Church and I have no sympathy for the many people I know who have been, you know, I, I mean, I have sympathy for the many people I the know victims. who have been raped and molested, yeah. right? And I have no sympathy for crimes against children like that. Um, I think we would lower that if we, you know, decrease the stigma and said, you know, like any kind of sexuality, this is probably not something somebody can control. And I have sympathy for somebody suffering from it. I don't have sympathy for their actions, um, but they ought to get treatment and we ought to, you know, destigmatize yeah. this and, and, and try to get people into treatment and stop treating, you know, um, somebody who's looking at an image, mm. you know, which is a record of a crime, depending on what's depicted, um, you know, but, you know. I mean, an image is no, not no, the is thing. No, no, I think no, there are no, lots of ways in yeah. which that stigma so, is kind of weird. And, and there's two, there's two okay. things. There's two things about this. I think this is interesting. That firstly, um, within the LGBTQ community, obviously, you know, it's uh, there has been this. There has been a sort of. Uh, I'm not saying the community. There was so within that sort of. I'm trying to put the queer community. Discussion. You have, yeah. And politic, yeah. So there's all the politics, you know, you have the sort of, it's, I was going to say the straight gay and lesbian, that's not what I mean, but like, you know, you have the sort of lesbian and gay and the bi and the, you know, the queer and the trans and all this stuff. So there was the thing, they changed the name, didn't they? And they gave them a bloody flag. So you have the minor attracted person, maps is what they call them. And they fit them into, did you not know this? I've no, I've never heard this term. <laughs> okay, don't Google okay, it. It's this not is, with... Okay, let's be let's be clear. This is not. No, I don't want that in my Google search history. Yeah. Believe me, but but let's be clear to the listeners. That is not part of the rainbow LGBT flag. They tried to make it. Who did the maps people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was a okay. uh, the, 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 there were two key figures. And I forget their names. It completely escaped me, and I apologize. Ooh. But one of them was a psychiatrist or psychologist, and she was trying to introduce this idea of like we can't call them pedophiles anymore. We need to call them minor attractive people. Now the problem was she wasn't doing it for the purpose you're saying of like we need to give them help or treatment and destigmatize it for this purpose. She was just like, well, it's just a sexual kink. It's sort of like this thing, and you're going like, no, it leads to these other things. Mm -hmm. Like it's dangerous was what people were pushed back on. So there was that. So it has been discussed as a sort of a, they've tried to introduce it. And I think, you know, in many cases, the LGBTQ community pushed back and were like, uh, not us. Thank you very much. We have enough, we've yeah. got enough problems with the conservative world <laughs> without you, without you bringing this to our fucking doorstep. Thank you very much. Um, the other one though, is interesting. You mentioned this about this thing. So uh, I recently watched uh, the second of the X-Files movies, the, uh, that I want to believe. Um, mm -hmm. and there was a character in that played by Billy Connolly, um, the big yin, who is a, is a psychic <clears throat> priest, but he was um, a pedophile and he had been arrested and he spent time in prison. And now he lived in a 
um, isolated, not isolated, like a, I don't know, to protected, but a, a community of listed, of registered people. Mm-hmm. And there's a scene in that where Dana Scully sort of like uh, goes to confront him about something else. Um, and, you know, who it might be that the suspect of this other crime is that pursue him. And he has this, this you know, it's, it's Billy Connolly's character, he's, he can be a very good actor. But there's a scene in that where he says, like, I basically castrated myself and I did it for these reasons. But he says, I, I sit here in this community and I have to wake up every day and I have to face these other people. And it's not just a reminder of what they do. It's a reminder of the sort of the urges that I had and all this other stuff and this self-revulsion, you know, and this and this other thing, sort of like this idea. And he actually makes, he makes this illusion. He was like, I was, he was a Catholic priest. It's, you know, it's an easy dig, to be fair. But he makes the same point you make. He's like, how could I have ever come forward and said I had these urges? Like he confronts Dana Scully with this. He's like, yeah, it led to these things, and he's and I feel terrible if I did these things, and he's you know I've, I've self mutilated and stuff. But like, how could I have come forward at any point? Like you know, this was the seventies when this happened. Like you know, and it's it is interesting to have someone in that position. So you know, they've tried to sort of have that. I think sometimes that that conversation, that discussion has tried to be had, but I just don't think. I don't it's not an easy discussion and I'm not I'm I'm not advocating for it to be an easy discussion. But um yeah, you're right. I think you know a a, a channel for someone to seek help could be um interesting. I you know, I wonder if I know that like if you're a, you know, you go to a psychiatrist or a psychologist or a therapist and you're like, I wake up every day and I have an urge to slit the postman's throat and you know, basically sort of like wear his head as a hat and walk up and down my street then that psychologist or therapist is probably going to have to go, look, I know there's patient, doctor, patient, not confidentiality, but you are a clear and present risk to some poor sod that's delivering your newspapers or your letters. If you were to come and bring that sort of, you know, that information to your therapist, do they have a, an obligation to try and report it? I don't know. I don't know what the law states. I do know over here. I mean, so over here, you do have to commit a, uh, you know, basically if somebody is planning on committing a crime. Mm. So like if you confess to a crime to your therapist and it's in the past, it shouldn't be a problem. It's covered by confidentiality. But should, so should you say I have the desire that I wrestle with to slit the postman's throat, right? That is not meeting that threshold and a responsible therapist would help you to deal with that right but if you um, said like tomorrow morning if, i'm going to cut his head yeah. off and wear it as a hat then i'm finally going to do it i can't <laughs> yeah. resist any longer i bought the shield the shield yeah. you know, like, yeah. okay that's the point where they call the cops right um you know and, and so that's the way we've kind of threaded that needle over here um, i assume they'd be similar because there must be like international laws around these things as well so you know for organizations well, like better help and other things so i can imagine there being those I, laws I do want to say, you know, about about pedophilia that, um, you know, while I'm sympathetic to people who, you know, and I've been in group therapy with people who have had this problem uh, in terms of their attraction, um, I was almost molested myself and I Hmm. uh, couldn't go down the halls of my junior high school without the principal who had authority stopping me and pinning me against the locker and asking me about the gay about whether I wanted to watch gay pornography with him. Um, and that guy was also my Boy Scout leader, and he was also my, um, he also sort of accosted me and grabbed me and, you know, pinned me to stuff at the YMCA. Uh, and I still bear survivor's guilt mm. for, you know, the fact that I knew 
you know, a bunch of people who I knew something was up with and they did get uh, raped. Um, so, you know, I have lived with this. Uh, so, you know, this isn't something that I'm cavalier about. But I do think that we have to entertain the realistic possibility that at some point we will have child robots that will be probably offered and sold as, you know, either sexual partners or therapy devices for people who have this attraction. And it's going to be really disgusting and it's going to really creep a lot of us out, myself included. Mm. Um, but I mean, there are these discussions that we're going to have to have as a culture at some point. Um, but, you know, this episode doesn't go into it, all of that. It's not really interested as much in all these issues, but I do think that it sort of perpetuates that stigma and does exist within a world where, um, I mean, let's be clear, what this, as far as we know, this main character has masturbated to images, and we don't know what those images are. They nope. could be images of crimes. They could be images of naked, underage people, which, you know, while child pornography is not the same thing as, a, you know, necessarily a, a record of, of a, a terrible thing that was done to a child, right? So I don't know. I just feel really creepy about this whole thing and the whole context in which this is then offered as a motivation for somebody to do all these things these things and that's not a detriment of the episode it's just the context no no i agree and i, I actually agree with what you're saying there's this um i think it's supposed to make you feel get creepy i think the point is i think the the, the you know fair play to the to the guy who plays kenny because i think he does a very good job throughout these performances really good of making you feel sympathy for him you know you feel like he's been um you know you are led to believe for a long point like oh he's been victimized for a you know, just being caught in the act of doing something stupid, and he's he's shy and scared, and he's acting out of fear because of this simple act. And so, when it comes to the end, and you are, you know, like you say, it's all laid out. I think you are supposed to feel uncomfortable because you're like, "Wow, I felt for this kid." Like, you know, the, the, I, you know, I, I, what I was rooting for him to to survive or to win or to whatever. Um. And so, yeah, I think this is why this episode feels successful to me is because it does do some of the things we've talked about with the, with the other episodes where it's like, you know, yeah, it was straightforward, it was linear. It's like the twist in this one isn't isn't um, predicated on a technological sort of like snafu or a, you know, a hiccup. Like it's so I think I feel more like it's a well-rounded, well-structured sort of like reveal that you go. Oh crap! Well, how am I supposed to process this information now? Um, and that, to me, is is much better storytelling. Um, and I think that's why I'm sort of more impressed with this episode. No, I think you're right, and I think it's commendable. You know, I'm a big fan of unlikable protagonists, yeah, uh, and complicating you know the audience's morality and making them question things. And so I think it's commendable whenever you set up this poor bullied kid. And then you go, really? Well, what do you feel about this? And you acknowledge it. And it's not just like, yeah, Tony Stark's actually an irresponsible murderer, but we're mm. going to sweep it under the rug. It's like, no, we're going to put this in your face and kind of make you deal with it. Yeah. I do think that's commendable. Watch this episode back and think about it. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the one of the interesting things about this episode is, um, well, let's, 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 like, you know, I know these things go on. The people involved, are, are like, you know, Kenny is 
caught by the police at the end of the episode. He's won the fight. He's got the money. He's he's out. Like the they are all outed. Like the blackmail information is released to people. Um, and so you know, Kenny's been arrested for whatever purpose. I get a feeling my my interpretation of that and my reading of that end is the police were sent the video of the fight of him killing this other person as mm. well as everything else. Um, but what's interesting is it never gets into like you never find out who the people at the end of the phone are. There's no sort of motivation given for them. You know, it's not just about it's because at first, when it when it comes to that fight at the end, you think, oh, this has all been leading up to punishing um, two pedophiles. Like, that's it. Like you said, that that sin they've reached that level of sin, and they are going to be punished for it by making to fight to the death. The others that have done these lesser sins have been humiliated and and you know scared they're going to be let go like i thought like jerome flynn walking into his house i thought oh this is going to be he's just going to go see his kids and his wife and it's all going to be you know whatever Hmm. but no this is actually everybody's going to be punished the information is going to be released and it's all good everyone is everyone's going to be punished but you never find out who's at the end of the other end of these things like it could be like in, in like a group like anonymous or someone like that but like it just go. What I like is they remain anonymous, and you are, mm-hmm. for whatever you do out there, um, you, you know, we are sat here on Zoom. My, my camera's on. I've got, you know, I work on the camera all the time. Whatever you do, like you are at risk. Like you know, if someone utilizing whatever you do and, and how embarrassed you feel about it, like they might not ask you for to go and rob a, a bank and then kill a band, but they might say. We want five hundred pounds. We want a thousand pounds, or we'll, you know, release this to your family or whatever. It happens. It happens uh, all the time. Um, yeah. And remember that big like Apple breach where all the celebrity nudes yeah. got released and stuff. Uh, you know, it happens all the time. Um, and especially people, you know, who are public people get targeted. Um, mm. you know, it's quite easy to hack into a lot of these systems. Um. Uh, you know, I mean, if you want to get in, you're going to get in to a lot of systems. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it does kind of make you question that and kind of feel creepy and unsettled. Um, you were saying about uh, um, how it doesn't explain who's behind this, right? Mm-hmm. There's no mastermind who goes like, aha, you know, I'm the Kaiser Soze, you know, walk John ha- John Hamm's revealed to be behind this from the winter, from the... the... <laughs> Okay, well, that the only reason why I want to see that is to see John Hamm again. But outside <laughs> of that, you know, uh, I, I agree with you. It's better that that's not revealed. It doesn't. It doesn't have to do that. The one thing that I would add, and I and I quite like about this episode is the lol face or the troll face that's used there on the phones. And so, what that means from you know internet uh, terminology is just this is a troll. This mm. is somebody who does it for the lulls. And, you know, so I really, I really like that. I really like. When, there is no, you know, there's no this, justice. It's not justified. It's not like a justice motivation. I'm not punishing you because you're a sinner. I'm punishing you because I can. And we think it's kind of funny. Yeah. Right. You know, and, and, and maybe there's a little bit of a kind of like, well, they deserve it anyway. That, mm. that goes into that psychology. But I mean, you know, like there's there's the whole phenomenon of like swatting over here where people send SWAT teams to people's houses. Oh, yeah. I that. Yeah. I mean, like crazy shit. 
Yeah, we, should, we, people... we may have. I've sent like yeah, you may have done a prank. You've sent pizzas to people's houses, but sending SWAT teams <laughs> teams, that's an escalation, that isn't it? Oh yeah, and you know, so I mean, there is this whole sort of. I think scary from my perspective. I mean, and you see it a lot with, you know, like Hugh and Trump supporters and although not exclusively, you know, some, you know, in some mm-hmm. communities, some, you know, but you know, there is this whole phenomenon of like, well, why did you do this terrible thing? Why did you make these, you know, whole, I mean, even making like deep fakes of people and releasing them. Well, why did you do this? I did it for the laws. Like yeah. I ruined lives for the law. And I think, Boy, that is a Brooker kind of cynical motivation to have at the heart of this episode. Yeah, you know, in the, uh, just I'm going to finish on one note and then we'll, we'll wrap up on this one as well. But like that, that you know, in the last one, I said about about how I felt about the first two episodes, sort of nosedive and playtest. That I was like, oh yeah, three years, and you know, they must have had something planned beyond. Um, that for you know the Christmas special, but like you must have had things in mind just in case Channel Four came and knocking. This, this feels like an episode mm. that would have been in season three of the Channel Four version because the, the budget's pretty low. It's all sort of like it's you know this is very sort of straightforward. The cast is small. This feels like this would have been in season three of um. And I'm wondering now, as we go, you know, as we go through this season, but there are going to be others where I'm going to go, oh, okay, like this was have been. So yeah, in this one at least, I think there might be some trace elements of that Channel Four prospect. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's well said, and I mm. and I think that this is the best of the first three, mm, um, and it does have more of that that you know um, original British show spirit. Uh, to it uh, partly because it is more low budget and partly but partially because it is just like so cynical you know? <laughs> yeah it really is i mean it's, it's really cynical and anyway, any final thoughts then for uh stand up and dance no I, I just hope we get more uh episodes like this one yeah no i agree this is this is a tense episode it's, it's well done uh, i agree um, okay, well, ladies and gentlemen, there we are working our way through season three of uh, Black Mirror. And let us know what are your thoughts on this. We've had some quite sort of, I don't know, it's been, we've, got, we've got some sort of big conversations going on with these episodes now. This is the kind of thing that Black Mirror should be doing. Like, you know, this is the point was to drive these big conversations, you know, maybe making you feel a little uncomfortable. Does this make you feel uncomfortable? What are your thoughts on this episode? Let us know. Come join us on at pod time space on Twitter. Um, but also, you know, leave us a review and write in your review what you think uh, on any of those pod platform uh, podcast catching platforms. Five stars, preferably, but whatever feedback we all appreciate. Um, and if you like more, come and check out our Patreon. There's all kinds of not only you know we get really deep on the Twilight Zone and we talk about Rod Serling taken on social justice as well. Uh, we talk about Twilight Zone and uh, we also do a supplementary material for the mainstream. All those different films. We've done loads of stuff. Uh, and I do other things on there as well. So we've got lots of different bits of interactions. Go check it out. Link down below. Anyway, Julian, thank you very much. It's been a great episode. My pleasure. Uh, thank you, Scott. I appreciate the opportunity. Nice. It's been fantastic. I really enjoyed it. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. And we'll see you on the next episode. <laughs>